Welcome to the Recover Out Loud podcast. This is the uncut version where we will talk about anything and everything recovery, and we are not going to leave any topic off the table. My name is John Cunningham, and I am a person of long-term recovery and the founder of Recover Out Loud, which is a certified recovery community organization through the state of Indiana. If you've not had a chance to check us out, please do so at www.recoveroutloudinc.org and follow us on all our social media platforms. And it is good to be back. I haven't put one out in about two weeks, and I have no excuse for that. I had every intentions on being uh, committed to this thing, and uh, well, dive back into it, right? You gotta call yourself out sometimes. Had a really, really good day today. Want to talk about it a little bit. Good self-love day. It's President's Day. And uh, did my first cold plunge. The hot tub was not hot. Uh, Power went out on Friday. I forgot to turn it back on, so I thought it was the perfect opportunity to try to see if I couldn't do this whole cold plunge thing, because I keep hearing a lot of good about it. So I did it. I lasted probably 60 seconds. I said 90 seconds on the the, uh, live video I did, but whatever. Um, Still felt good. Got to hit the gym today. Got to tan today. Life is good. Read my book. Did some journaling. I say all that for a reason, though, right? Because something huge, huge happened on a Saturday. Unfortunately, I had to work all day. I had to pull a 12-hour shift at Montana Mike serving tables. But it was my 12 years. 12 years, y'all. 12 years since I've uh, altered my mind in any way except for caffeine. I'll just go ahead and admit it on here. I, uh, I have a love affair with caffeine. I'm, I'm kind of pounding down a Celsius right now. And uh, I am, I'm kind of unapologetic about it. I've given up everything else. But I'm not giving up my caffeine, all right? Leave me alone. Get off my Celsius. In fact, Celsius, if you want to sponsor me, holler at your boy. So what I want to talk about today is considering I had 12 years on Saturday, is what does it mean to go all in on your recovery? Because I know there's no way I would have made it here if at any point over the last 12 years I would have stopped going all in on my recovery. And that is any day I stopped going all in on my, on my recovery. And this is a, something I want to talk about because I know a lot of you right now, if you've hit play on this, you're probably looking for some solutions, you know, probably looking for some answers. Maybe you're going through some things and maybe this podcast can help, you know. What I can tell you is, is back, way back in the day, see, the difference is right now in 2024, recovery is it's on fire. It's everywhere. But back in 2012, when I uh, decided to get in trouble, recovery was ice cold. It wasn't nowhere. At best, I could hit maybe one meeting a month in the jail when they would come in from the outside and do a meeting. So there wasn't a lot of recovery going on. Um, Now, a lot of you out there are probably facing, I don't know how serious, but probably some pretty heavy things, right? And you know that drugs and alcohol are a problem. And that was... Definitely my case back in 2012 when I found myself in jail. And I had to go all the way back there because I want to talk about going all in. I have to talk about the beginning. I know some of you have heard my story, and that's fine, but there's still lots to learn, right? And back in 2012 when I was arrested on those burglary charges, and burglaries are serious offenses. Now, 
we could, I, you know, I, I could, any perspective I want to on this, right? Like, I know that I burglarized houses during the day. I never hurt nobody. And I only did it to get high, to support my habit. I didn't do it to hurt nobody. And here I am facing 30 years, right? Didn't feel the best. I still broke the law. And if they would have gave me the 30 years, I would have deserved every bit of it. So what does it mean to actually go all in on your recovery, right? So looking back, I think what happened to me was, and I was sitting here thinking about like, what is the actual answer I'm, I'm wanting to give here, right? And I th- had a thought that I thought was pretty powerful, and I wanted to share that. Um, because when I go back to that time, there was a point where I stopped looking at that 30 years and my past and everything that I'd messed up at this point. I stopped looking at all that and I looked at where I was at and what looked like a burden, right? Like, I'm, you got you to gotta put yourself in there with me, man. I'm in a county jail facing all kinds of time. I mean, that would burden anybody, right? But there was this switch that said, maybe this is an opportunity. My burden to an opportunity. An opportunity for what, right? Well, you know, this for the first time since I was 15 years old, I, I had not put any kind of substances in my body for months at this point. I don't know when I decided I was going to do this whole recovery thing, but I do know it was in the first six months of me being locked up. And I had to look at it as an opportunity rather than a burden. And when I realized that they had stripped all drugs from me, they stripped cigarettes from me, they stripped all my bad habits from me, and here I am, I'm looking in the mirror for the first time, and only person I can focus on was me. And, <laughs> and looking back, I don't know if I got lucky. I don't know if I got smart. I do feel like we had this kind of intuition in us. This, this wisdom that kind of knows what to do if we listen to it. I still had choices I had to make. Like I could have easily went down there, got on the gambling tables, and kind of just fed my addiction that way, right? Like I could have done that. Nobody would have really said nothing. But I remember looking at that, and, and I just knew I probably shouldn't get myself involved in that. I remember when cigarettes would come through at night and they'd be in my same cell block and I could definitely go over there and take a hit if I wanted to. Nobody would have said nothing. And I just didn't do it. And I remember looking at myself and I hated myself at that point, but I was absolutely willing to do anything I could think of to change myself. And that is what I want to talk about today. See, I think the difference is, I think when you go all in, What you actually do is you go all in on yourself and you start doing things that are good for you in spite of how you feel, in spite of your obstacles that stand in the way, in spite of whatever charges you're facing, no matter if your wife just filed for divorce, your kids hate you. Um, you just lost your house, you know, it, it just don't matter. You stop focusing on that stuff. And you say, you know what? I have to change me for anything to change. And I can't believe that somehow I knew that back in 2012. So when I went down there and I did my first nine push-ups, and exercise is still huge for me in my recovery. I do it at least four times a week. My goal is five, and I usually hit it. 
I run, I do the whole nine yards. And I got down, and I did nine push-ups, and I'm in a block with 32 men, and most of them wanted to laugh at me at that point because I could only do nine push-ups. I'm weak. I'm weak. I just, I'm weak. I don't know how else to put it. And things kind of took off from there. And I started, I remember the first book I read, it's a book I would never read today, but I opened it up and read the whole thing. Just, that was the first book I'd read since probably middle school. Now I'm 30, 32 years old at this point, and I just read my first book since middle school. Somehow inside of me, I knew reading was good for me. I just didn't do it. Didn't have the time to. It's kind of hard to have time when all you do is chase drugs, isn't it? Kind of makes sense. And I just started doing things in there that I thought was healthy. And I remember I'm gonna, I, I had the thought that one, if I can stay clean for the rest of my life, that was a lot of hope because I never had that hope before. That that motivated me in ways I can't even begin to explain on this podcast. The fact that me, John Cunningham, the junkie, the guy that was never going to get it right, the guy that absolutely was going to die that way, actually had a little bit of hope. A little bit of hope that I didn't have to die that way. Woo, buddy. Let's go now. Now, now I'm on fire, right? That's what I do. I start challenging myself not any way I can, man. Any way I can. I got. I remember when I went to prison and I jumped on the microphone for the first time. And you know, you're not born a speaker. Nobody just knows how to speak. I, I, and I get on there and I'm shaking to death in front of 100 inmates and I'm putting a target on my back because I'm the one up there speaking. But I got better. And I got a little better and a little better and a little better, Right? And that's kind of what I want to talk. I want to talk about next is you know when you go all in on yourself, you're going to have to do some hard things, and you can't do hard things if you want to complain about them, if you're scared of them, fear will keep you from doing it. You can't make excuses for it. I don't know, man. I knew I was uh, out to save my own life. It was that serious. That's not downplaying it at all. So when I was released from prison, I had to walk my butt to work every day, about a three-mile walk at four o'clock in the morning. You know, I could have complained about that. I really could have. I could have complained and complained and complained. But it was an opportunity. It was an opportunity to put my attitude to the test and see if I could actually do the hard things that was coming ahead of me with a good attitude and make things work in my favor. You know, I still read books today. I still do the hard things today. That's why I did the cold plunge today, right? Why not? I just want to challenge my head to see if I can get through it and have a good attitude about it. And we got to go all in on our recovery like that, man. We can't just kind of half do it. It don't work. You're going to leave things on the table and you're going to feel that. And at the end of the day, what you are after when you enter this recovery journey is one of the best versions of you that you could ever imagine. And if you aren't accomplishing that, you will feel that. And that comes with the dangers of its own, right? So I challenge you, man, to, to, to watch your attitudes. Read the books. Go to the gyms. Put the cigarettes down if you're smoking. Why not? It can, it can only help you. It can't hurt you, that's for sure. And, and I just want to emphasize the reading again. Read, 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 read. Go all in. You can do it. 
You can do it. I don't care what your circumstances are. You can do it. And the stuff, it's simple stuff, man. It's not hard to go to a meeting. That's, that is not hard. You can even begin to look at me and tell me that's hard. If, if, if probation has ordered you to go to IOP and you want to go in there and be like, eh, <laughs> I can't believe I'm here. This, I ain't going to learn nothing here. Blah. Man, come on. Come on. I see people like that all the time. You go to a, any class like that, man. You're going, it, it just shows who you are. You're not all in. You know, if you go all in, you'll participate and get something out of it. You'll, you'll add to the class and get something out of the class. This is what we mean by going all in. And you need to go all in on all aspects. And why, right? Why? Because it's serious. This is a very serious, serious, serious epidemic that we're facing today. And we can only change it one face at a time, one voice at a time, one story at a time. And we need you. You know, we need you. So right now, if you're one of those people, like me, who are all in on their recovery, what I'd like for you to do is at least share this episode. And above it, put how long you've been clean and sober and hashtag hope on it and share the show. Say whatever you want, right? And tell me how you go all in on your recovery. And before I get off here, you know, I'm still looking for my first question and answer episode. If you have any questions you would like answered on this podcast, go ahead and shoot me a, a message at jcunningham.rol on my Instagram page. Or just get on Facebook, look up John Cunningham or Recover Out Loud and send me a personal message with your with your question on it. If it's good, if it's something I feel like answering, I'll throw it on here, give you a little shout out, and we'll get your questions answered, alright? I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I really feel it. There's nothing I care more about in my life than recovery because I've seen all the good that it's given me. I see the good it gives others. I've seen the good it's given my family. I've seen the good it gives my kids. There's just nothing bad about this thing that we call recovery and this recovery movement that's going on right now. Um, Get involved. Get involved and go two feet in and never look back. All right? You can do it. And as always, shame can only thrive in secrecy. In the moment we speak out loud, it will begin to lose its power. Get loud, y'all.